What's up, comic book fans? Pete here from Comic Books Transformed, where we talk about the comic book adaptations of your favorite comics into streaming shows and movies. It is time to discuss the finale of the first MCU show to have two seasons. We are talking about the Loki season two finale. Brian, uh, was there at any point in this episode where you were like, what the hell is going on? Yes, many times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I just give, think... oh, go yeah, go ahead. Just, just give me, I kind of want to hear from you your broad opinion on this show and like what you like about it and if you have any problems with it. Just give me a broad thing first. Let's start off broad. A bro- uh, of the entire show or the episode? Entire show. Um, a broad opinion of the entire, entire show. Well, I, I feel like this, this second season was very different from the first season. Good. And I okay. like this second season a lot better. Did um, yes. And um, problems? Um, I, I guess I feel like the overall problem here is, is that while I did really, really love this season, it, it does, and I guess it will influence the MCU, it feels so disconnected and small in a way. Because it's just centered on these couple characters here, yeah. Um, but I, I, I do really enjoy it, and I understand the limitations. Like you can't have it; can't actually be like a comic book where all these characters show up all the time. They have to work with with the cast and whatever there. But given that, I, I think it did a fantastic job at wrapping up here, and, and I think this is a wrap up here. Uh, I, I do not think there will be a season three of this show. Um, we will see Loki again, I believe. Right. Um, but it'll it'll be more of a kind of a cameo sort of thing in one of the bigger mm-hmm. movies, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and that's gonna be it. Yes. Don't you feel like the way? And so spoilers. I don't know if anyone ever watches our shows and has not watched the episode, but like spoilers for the episode. Don't you feel like in one of the next two Avengers movies, there's gonna be a scene where an Avenger or multiple Avengers go to where Loki is now? And they interact with him. And maybe Thor is one of those Avengers. Maybe not. And they just interact with Loki. And essentially all of this was just to basically set up that scene. Yes. 100%. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought too. And the thing is, is that when you have some kind of weird limitation like that, where it's like, oh, we're setting up a cameo. We have to make a whole fucking TV series to set up a cameo. They can still do like a masterful job. If I was going to talk about my like broad strokes for this show... I really enjoyed the season way more than season one. And it felt kind of like Doctor Who or like Star Trek, where there's like a group of people trying to solve a problem. Um, and it's zany. But the thing that kind of would bother me sometimes is just all of the almost like unnecessary talk about what you have to do to solve the problems. Like you have to expand the loom and then you do this and then the branches will, you know, and it's just like I get that they're in their world trying to solve these problems, but it's it's the quickest way to make me just kind of like, you know, tune out. Um, but if they didn't explain it at all, or they did a la- like an extremely lackluster job of it, I, I think that would be a problem though too. Right. I, I totally agreed. And honestly, this season wouldn't really exist without that, right? Because so much of this season is we have this like sci-fi problem that has to be solved with like technology and science. We have to yeah, figure and, and but this is also a, a, a mainstream TV show. So you have to kind of get away with some techno babble that can be yeah. 
sort of understood in some kind of vague concept. Because yeah. we, we don't fucking know physics or anything like that. No, <laughs> you know? no. And well, that anybody... doesn't exist anyway. Like this, none of this shit's real. Yeah, right, 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 right. But I guess like true writers, like strong writers, and I think that this season does have a strong writing team. They're able to take that gobbledygook and make it somehow serve the characters. Like every time that fucking OB comes on and he says something, even though he's like saying, oh, it's it's too big. We have infinite possibilities. We've got to change the diameter, all that kind of shit. It's like just him saying it. I feel the urgency just by his acting alone. And I feel for him. And um, when I think about like what his variant world was like and who he was in his own timeline, you know, I care about that character a lot. You know, I want him to survive. Yeah. Like, it's it's like Loki, like I, you know, Loki, his realization is he doesn't want to lose these friends that he's made. And so he'll do anything to save these friends. And by this last episode, I don't want him to lose any of those friends either. Yeah. Even the fucking guy, Casey, that like, he's like almost like a throwaway character. I, like even him, I'm like, yeah, don't lose that guy. Yeah, no, I I wanted everything to stay together, and, that, and that's kind of what made kind of the, his his sacrifice in the end so meaningful. I think that you know that the only thing he could do to save his family, his town family, was to sacrifice himself essentially and his own his own life and future. Yes, so that's a, kind of why I think it, this had a very Doom Patrol esque ending, honestly. You yes, know? yes, uh, yes. I, I really appreciated that. But and you know, th this whole episode really is just him trying over and over and over and over again, going to different points in the past, trying to change things. He we even go back to the end of season one with, with the when uh, he and Sylvie are uh, up against or, or talking to He Who Remains, and he tries to stop her hundreds of times or something like that. He spent Loki spends ten uh, centuries learning physics so he can try and do things earlier to see if it changes anything. And it's nothing is you, you kind of see the absolute look of futility in his eyes at various points in the episode. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, ultimately, ultimately I don't understand what he was able to do. I mean, I, I get that he was revitalizing these strands of, of time, but I don't understand how or why <laughs> I okay. guess. Yes. So let's unpack that. Let's unpack that. That's actually the thing I want to talk about. It's kind of the thumbnail that I've made for this episode too. Um, I would recommend Brian when you're done to go check out the Emergency Awesome channel. I've been watching that a lot recently with our shows that we've been reviewing, and um, he does a really great breakdown of this episode, and uh, I thought it was very helpful. But what he's implying is that Loki is taking like thousands of years to do all of this. Like he's taken hundreds of years to learn physics, and he's tried these things over and over again to where he eventually learns how to manipulate time right there's that one scene where he who remains is talking to him and then loki's able to just like freeze sylvie himself or something or he's, he's able to freeze uh he who remains i think um no i don't think he freezes he who remains but but he says i i really liked that he remains calls out like oh i'm surprised you haven't learned that yet and then a few beats later he's like yeah motherfucker i did yeah right 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 so it shows that he has been learning and he's just becoming more and more powerful. Right. Yeah. Um, and then he who remains even says this one line of maybe do this a thousand more times or do this for another thousand years. So the idea is that like Loki has just been doing this over and over again. And when he jumps through time, he kind of goes into his previous self. So it's not like he could age even, he's just kind of going back into his yeah. younger self. Right. 
So he's just sort of aging in knowledge, but not physically. So, okay, so let's just go through each part, pick this apart piece by piece, figure out if we're on the same page and if we get it. So I think the implication is that he who remains is essentially trying to train Loki to become his successor. That's a great question, and I'm not sure. Uh, it, it, that is very possible, um, but I, I, I can't decide if, if that was his pre. That was he remains setting up this preordained path for Loki, or is Loki kind of like bucking the system and kind of overcoming what he remains foresaw? I can't figure that part out. But either, I mean, it's got to be one of those two things. Yeah, my, my personal opinion is that. He who remains does have the predicament that he mentions in the first season, where it's like he's just stuck there at the end of time. And, you know, he probably just wants it to end. You know, he's just stuck there. And everything that's happened, he has some kind of control over. Um, and so he needs a successor. He wants it to be over at some point. So Loki has been his, like, chosen successor. And then by destroying the loom and then using his god powers, like, I think that what Loki does in the end of this episode is actually what he who remains wants him to do. Okay. You know, and then he's sort of relieved of his duty there. Oh, well, he, he's dead. <laughs> right, right. He's dead. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but it's, but it's, but it's kind of like the way that he died in the first season yeah. is one way. And then this is like a newer way that he dies and is replaced. Yeah. I agree. Cause otherwise after what happened in the first season, he just comes back. Yeah. Right. Cause, cause the implication here is it, it's kind of like um in the end of the matrix, which the whole thing with he who remains is very similar to matrix reloaded. Don't you think? How so? Cause there's the architect at the end of matrix reloaded. You go and you find the architect and, the, and then the architect is like, well, this is what's actually going on. And, and then they reboot. Right. Right. Like, okay. don't you see that? Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah. 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 So, um, I guess my question to you is, like, Kang essentially, like, makes Loki evolve, right? On a character level, he makes him become more noble. But then, like, I think on, like, a god level, he makes him become a different kind of god, right? When you yeah, say so, I mean, in, in more recently in the comics, Loki is now the god of storytelling, which I think this really ties in well with this. So the vibes I got was that, you know, with the trees, that, that's Yggdrasil. The, you know, the famous tree from North mythology kind of tree of life and also wrapping in that God of storytelling, which I don't remember how exactly Loki got into that. Yeah. Um, I, I think it started with. Um, Al Ewing. Al, no, I was going to say the storyline um, with. Oh, my God. What was it called? The Guardians are very wrapped up in it. And um, somebody's trying to. Oh, man. What what the hell was that? Is that the one where they all. Combine the bodies to like the powers together and they made the oh yeah yeah it's like um infinity. i feel like it started i feel like that the roots of that started in that storyline maybe i'm wrong infinity warp isn't it called? yeah like warp. i think that was it yeah yeah um but it, it was nice to see that like i feel like that was referencing something from the comics which i, I just i just appreciate yeah well i mean like the comics, what's cool about the comics is that there's been so many good writers that have tackled Loki since Loki's been Tom Hiddleston, right? Like, the main one, I think, has been Kieran Gillen 
And then I know there's Al Ewing. I think there's been one other really good one in between them. But, like, they've done some, like, weird far-out shit there with Loki. Yeah, I remember when the first season ended, I bought a bunch of comics on Comicsology and I never read them. <laughs> you haven't read any of the Kieran Gillen stuff? Well, I've read I've read the Kieran. I've I previously had read the uh, with Young Avengers with with Kid Loki on it. But that's, yes, you know, that's all I I got. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and I mean he's he's had a whole bunch of different forms, and we've even kind of seen that reflected in the show. There's been like Kid Loki. There's the female version of Loki, um, but. What's interesting to me is that he's essentially a variant of the Loki that we've seen in the MCU. And then that MCU Loki is just dead, killed by Thanos. And then this guy has just gone on to become this fucking like cosmic level being, right? Yeah. We, it, we, it's just also crazy to me that Loki essentially gets two redemption arcs and, and they're both great. Yes. Yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> so if this is the end of this show, Right. Because, you know, it'd be weird for him to like get to this like, you know, cosmic being level. And then it's like, oh, I have to come have a zany adventure for season three. Like, that doesn't make sense. No, I don't think so. I, I don't think they could pull off something with him in a TV setting. I think we, we will absolutely see him uh, later on when we're dealing with something related to Kang or Doom or whatever they're going to direction they're going to go in. Um, <laughs> but I, I do sort of hope that. Thor is involved. I think that would be a nice uh, scene there um, because, you know, it's, we started off with this version of Loki not being that redeemed Loki. And it's nice that he, but he eventually still is. So it's just a different redeemed Loki, I guess. So um, it would be a nice reunion to see them together, I think. Oh, a thousand percent. I, I would love to see that, you know, just, just more so like where Loki is emotionally now meeting Thor. I, I would love to see the two of them interact. It'd be so good. Yeah. Um. So, but then we have all these other supporting characters that, you know, have grown on us over time. Let's, let's just talk about OB for a second, right? So OB essentially prints out a new book, like a sort of like a revised version of his guidebook. I, I was thinking, don't you think it should have been green, the color of that book? Yes. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And green is a very prominent color. I mean, it's kind of like that that lime green, but, you know, uh, I, I think that would have been a nice touch, yeah. Right, right. I don't know why the fuck it was orange, but um, I think the, the implication was that they did not give that book to Victor Timely, right? I think so, yeah, because they, they showed him the window and we don't see him turning back. It's the same scene, and but we don't see him turning back to find the book, so yes. I don't right. know exactly what that means. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, and honestly, that part still kind of confuses me because it's like, did he who remains want Ravona to give the book to Victor Timely? And like, is the sacred timeline not his timeline, he who remains timeline, but like one where he's like a good guy or something? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like uh, what's up? I'm know. not sure. It's hard to tell. I, I mean, clearly Ravona gets dumped at the end of time and is destroyed by Aliot, which was cool. Okay, um, so you, you think she's totally dead? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Really? Okay. Okay. Yes, she's dead. That, that, that that's the that's the end. She's dead. Um, okay. I, I I don't think I I will I don't want to say I'll be surprised if we we see these characters again, but I I don't think there's much for any of these other characters to do. Uh, right. That's why a, a, a you know Loki's kind of moved to another level, 
and everything kind of wrapped up for the TVA. I mean, the TVA does have a new purpose. I do believe they are just trying to hunt down Kang variants to mm-hmm. stop them from coming to power. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're, they're doing. But I don't necessarily think we're going to see the TVA. Like, I don't know. We have to see the TVA again somewhere. But I, I guess the only people left there are, uh, is it X5 or X15? I, I always get them confused. Isn't it B? Oh, B? no, no. It's X- uh, X15, I think. Okay. Well, the lady that's been in the show both seasons. Are, <laughs> she's the one that's right. left. And Casey's left there. Mobius is kind of left. He's going to kind of do his own thing. I don't know what he's going to go do because he's looking at a version of himself uh, on, on a timeline there. But he can't replace that. So I, I'm, I'm a little confused as to what he's going to be doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and there's still out there too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Loki did say to him when they left a scene like that that he could return at any time. And I don't know if that kind of implies that, like, that scene's happening, and then a couple minutes later, he has that interaction with Loki, and then he, like, disappears, and then he could just, like, literally just walk back into his life. Like, I don't know if that's the case. Well, see, that's the thing. I think he was just viewing his life there, because they went back so many times to to change things that they never got to the point where they were separated. Because when, ultimately... He goes, Loki goes back to where Victor Timely first gets spaghetti, but he goes and does it in, instead. So th- they don't ever get to uh, see their lives on the other timelines at this point. So I think he's just watching a different version of himself at that point. Mobius, I mean. Okay, that's a really good point then. Okay, I didn't even, wow. It's, you're keeping track of all this shit. Okay. Um, well, I do know that Mobius is supposed to be in Deadpool 3. Have you heard that? I have not. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about uh, when I when I was about to say I don't think we'll see the TVA again. I'm like, oh no, We're, we got to see the TVA in Deadpool somehow. Right, right, exactly. It, do you know any details about Deadpool three? Uh, other than Hugh Jackman's in it uh, and he's got the classic costume, no. Okay, so what I've heard, and a lot of this comes from that Emergency Awesome channel, is that Deadpool is for some reason having to track down the Prime version of specific characters and i think wolverine is like the main prime character he's trying to track down and um i don't know exactly what that means but i think that i've heard that before that like he's trying to find the prime version of certain characters so and i think there's even an implication that deadpool might kill off some of the x-men characters too so i don't know but he's going like different timelines okay interesting yeah so I think we're gonna just have like fucking time uh, cameos galore in Deadpool three of yeah. X Men characters, yeah. Uh, do I, like a final? Well, yeah, it, it, I want to say final send off, but it may not be because I feel like we're gonna get that. That's kind of what we're hearing about Secret Wars. Is this, this gonna be everything in the past? That's every movie is gonna get represented somehow, basically. Yes, yes. I, I know this is kind of deviating from Loki talk, but don't you think it'd be funny in Deadpool three if like. Deadpool goes and I mean he'll probably interact with a variant of himself, which is the other Deadpool, right? Yeah. And but then you know how uh Trask is played by like two very different actors. Yes. That'd be kind of funny if he interacts with both versions in the movie. That would be interesting, yeah. What Um, what the fuck is that guy's name from Predator? He's a director too. He's um 
I don't I'll, I'll look him up. I'll yeah. look him up. But but then you know the other version is Peter Dinklage. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy, uh, Bill Duke. Bill Duke. Bill Duke. Okay. Right. Right. Um, okay. So let's go back to Loki. What else do you got to say about Loki? Um, I I, I guess that, that's that's it. I, I I really I mean, to me this was the best season of any MCU show. Like it's just, it's it's especially these last two episodes been fantastic um and it, i think it was sorely needed in in this kind of state of the mcu right now i have not seen the marvels yet i i'm kind of gathering from your comments earlier in one of our other episodes that you maybe they have not liked it very much oh um, so. interesting okay okay i i don't want to tell you how i feel okay yeah. I, I don't want to spoil anything okay got it got it but um we'll we'll talk about that next week i guess <laughs> yes yes w- what i would say is Go into that movie and don't think about anything that anyone has fucking said online, including me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then, you know what, Brian? I think I agree with you. I think that this might be the best season of a MCU show as well. I mean, WandaVision is pretty high up there. We we didn't really have the chance to rank all the MCU seasons. Maybe we could do that in a future episode, including this. Um, but yeah, th- this this show began at a point where I was probably the least excited about Marvel I could be. And then it's at, it's starting at a point, it's ending at a point where I'm like, no, 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 there's, there's something here. We can, we can still go forward with all this. There's a little gas in the tank left. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's going to get us to Chevron or whatever or to refill. I, I don't know. I'm just taking your metaphor. Anyway, before we turn to spaghetti, this has been Pete and Brian. We are signing off on uh, Loki season two. We are still continuing our, uh, reviews of invincible if you guys like that show check that out too we have it on this channel uh but then brian and i are going to be discussing the marvel soon so make sure you're subscribed to comic books transformed and we will see you guys next week all right end stream